Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to be picking up in the book of uh, 2 Kings, chapter 8, verse 1. If you joined us yesterday and uh, you got to hear how, because God was able to use four leopards, amplify the noise that they were making as they walked through the desert or through wherever they were going to go to the Syrian camp. The Syrian camp heard this great noise of horses, this great noise of a host of an army coming, uh, and they ran away and left everything. Everything, including their animals, their clothes, their money, their wealth, their supply, everything. So the city was able to be supplied. And of course, the word of the Lord through the prophet was perfect. Uh, there was going to be food that was going to be sold for just a penny at a uh, at a time. And sure enough, the man that was at the gate that had said that even if God opened the windows of heaven, uh, maybe this might thing be, but he really didn't believe. And the prophet had told him, of course, you're going to get to see this, but you are not going to get to partake of it. And that is, of course, a lot that uh, exists today that a lot of people get to see. They see uh, the results of the Christian life. They see the results of the work of God. But yet they never truly desire to enter in and partake. And uh, they lose out. Well, now the story is going to shift. And it goes back into time. It goes back into time about seven years and then comes forward. Uh, seven years. So let's look at it in Second Kings chapter 8, verse 1. Uh, we'll read that little piece of the story first. And then let's uh, pan out some of the nuggets and some of the things that are rich in there that we can actually learn by in our Christian walk, day by day, and throughout our life. It says, Then spoke Elijah unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household, and live wheresoever thou can live, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went and with her household and they lived in the land of the Philistines seven years. And they rose up early and went forth into the wilderness of Tokik. As they went forth, uh, <clears throat> uh, actually I, I skipped the verse here. Let me uh, go right back to where I should be. It says, and it came to pass after seven years. Uh, at the end of seven years that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. Remember, she had left everything behind. Now that's hard to do just because the prophet said, uh, leave. And we'll discuss that a little bit. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man, saying, tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elijah has done. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, 
that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, O Lord, my king, O, o my Lord, O king, this is the woman. This is the woman. <clears throat> and Gehazi said, This is the woman and her son whom Elijah restored uh, to life. And when the king asked the woman, and she told him, so the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruit of her field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Now that's where the story ends. It's a, a total of six verses there. And... Uh, I pray that we're able to finish that off today before going into another subject tomorrow. But uh, let's go to the beginning now and let's start taking some nuggets out. Then spoke Elijah unto the woman whose son he had restored to life. Now, she's not called the Shemanite woman, but she's uh, identified as the woman whose son was restored. And remember, we learned about Joshua when he told the men, the spies, to go get the 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 woman uh, uh, Rahab out of uh, uh, her house so that they could spare her life. First he says, uh, "Go get the harlot." Then they said the woman. Then they said Ruth. Uh, almost like a progressive change. Her nature, her life was being transformed. And by the time she came out of her house uh, and was uh, after the 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 walls had fallen, that they uh, were saved. They were saved uh, from not being killed, but that was a process. So this woman is not called a Shemanite woman, but she's called, now called the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, And go thou and thy household. So the word of the prophet, the word of the Lord comes to them, and this is how they heard from him. The woman that did not hear directly from God, but she heard indirectly, through the life of the prophet. And we have to remember, back then, it's not like they could go and get a Bible and say, okay, well, let's see what the scripture says, and I'm going to research on this, I'm going to pray about it a little bit, I'm going to meditate. But they had to trust that the man of God, the individual that was speaking, truly had been sent by God, had been a proven, tested prophet, and that the word of the Lord was true in their mouth at all times. And of course, we're going to see why this is going to be important. Because even in the book of Second Chronicles, we're going to see that the scripture gives us uh, an admonition. It says in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, uh, And they rose up in the morning concerning, uh, this was Jehoshaphat. They were facing the issue of a great army surrounding them. And knowing what to do. Uh, and it says. And they rose up early in the morning. And went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And they went forth. And Jehoshaphat stood and said. Hear me O Judah. Ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So that's number one. And you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. And uh, basically establish you're going to have a support under you. Uh, you're going to be held up. You're, 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 you're going to be sustained. 
And if you do that and you believe his prophets also, you will prosper. You will be uh, uh, blessed. It doesn't say to what extreme, but it just says simply says you will be blessed. So this woman believed the word of the prophet and she left. She picked up whatever she could. She took her son. She took her husband and most likely her servants. Remember, she had a, a, a servant that took her to the prophet when her son had died. And they left. And, and, and then another thing we have to look at, it's, it was the Lord's doing. For the Lord has called for a famine. And it shall also come upon the land seven years. Now here's something that sometimes people don't understand. They simply believe that it's going to be uh, prosperity, 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 prosperity. 100% of the time. But sometimes famine pulls out in us some of the things that we wouldn't recognize or realize that we truly need. There has to be a certain preparation. In this case, the preparation, the preparation was that they had to leave. In other words, it was going to be so severe that there was going to be nothing that they could do about it. But let's take the case of uh, Isaac. When there was a famine during his time in the book of Genesis. And also uh, Abraham. There was a famine in the land also during his time. And then we also have Jacob. There was a famine in the land also during his time. That was going to be for seven years. But there was going to be seven prosperous years uh, before that. So we see in the scripture that they are... Acts that are going to serve a greater purpose. God knowing that in the natural there was going to be a famine. There wasn't going to be any rain. Uh, Isaac, what he did, he went and dug up the old wells. He went back. All the wells that had been filled up that Abraham had dug, he went back and redug them so that throughout wherever they were at, they were going to have water. And it says that during that time, that Isaac planted in the land, even though there was a famine, and he got back a hundredfold. How is that possible? Because of the wells that had been restored, the wells that had been brought back to life. And remember, if we go to the book of John in chapter 4, we have the woman at the well. We can compare the wells uh, to salvation. We can compare the wells to uh uh, spring up a well, spring up a well uh, to that uh, artesian water that is coming up and bubbling up, going back to that which used to be effective. Many times we have to leave certain things, but there are things that we must never put aside of and learn from them. And this we can see. Uh, if we look at the book <clears throat> of Jeremiah in verse number 16, this is how it reads. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. 
But they said, we will not walk therein. Of course, the people of Israel were rebellious toward God. They were going to refuse to obey the word of the prophet. They were also going to refuse to walk in the ways that their previous fathers had walked when they were blessed or when the good of God came upon them and they did have rest for their souls. And they decided, we're not going to walk therein. And that is an individual volitional decision. Someone out of their own will decides, I will walk in God's ways. I will not walk in God's ways. Uh, when I was younger, someone may say, as a Christian, we used to do this, we used to do this. But then we quit doing that. And well, the things, you know, they don't work as much as they do nowadays. Many times. People have got to understand that the old ways were always bowing the knee. The old ways were to ask God for help. The old ways were to trust Him in time of need. The old ways were to call upon Him for He is near. But people then go, well, you know, we're, we're just going to decide, well, we're going to trust in our education. We're going to trust in our economy. Uh, we're going to trust in our leadership. We're going to... And, and and many times they'll go and they'll put their trust and put God's ways to one side. But blessed is the man that walks in the way of God, that doesn't walk according to his own counsel, that doesn't walk uh, as, as we learn in the book of Psalms, in Psalm number 1, verse 1. And we, these individuals, they walk according to what God had already established. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1, verse 1, that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And that's the thing that happens. If you look at the life of Solomon, you learn that he took the advice of David and he followed the, the old men, the men that had been with David that had already gone through the training and the hardship. They had already tested the ground of the ways of the Lord. And they were able to give godly advice. But when his son Rehoboam was going to be given the kingdom, he went to those that were young, that had no experience, that had not walked in the ways, that had not learned yet. And uh, he really got in trouble. In fact, the kingdom was uh, ripped from him. Ten tribes went in one direction. And two tribes went in another direction, all because he refused to follow the advice of those that used to give the advice to his grandfather and to his father and decided to choose those that they wanted. And many times the advice from these individuals may be the counsel of the ungodly. Maybe it could be standing in the way of sinners instead of in the way of the old paths. Or maybe it's sitting down and talking with the scornful, those that are going to actually go contrary. But if we go back to the old paths, to the old ways, then it says you're going to find the good way and you're going to find rest for your souls. Well, I see we're out of time here. Join us tomorrow on Monday as we continue. Until then, be richly blessed. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming. Our redemption draweth nigh. Amen.